Welcome to Getaway Car, the podcast hosted by two sisters discussing all the amazing places we've been lucky enough to travel. I'm Beanie. And I'm Katie. Join us each week as we break down each stop on the road trips we've taken. We'll tell you about all our favorite places, funny stories, mistakes we made, and everything that happens on one of our road trips. We'll make recommendations and ask for yours. Join us in the Getaway Car. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Getaway Car. This week's episode, we're taking on a new state. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Yeah. We started off by crossing over the border into Oregon. The 47th state. Yes. So we left Redwoods and we went across into Oregon. It was immediately apparent that we had crossed into Oregon because all of a sudden there was snow everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just walls of snow everywhere. Like higher than yeah. the car, just ridiculous amounts of snow. Yeah. When you say walls, higher than I think I've ever seen. Taller than us. by Way taller bit. than us. At least twice as tall as us, I would say. That was a fun introduction to that state, which we weren't expecting. Yeah. Welcome to Oregon. Have some snow. So our first destination in Oregon is Crater Lake National Park. Mm-hmm. So we have a little blurb from our Thousand Places book that we're obsessed with, as always. Yes. So it says, The six-mile-wide caldera in which Crater Lake sits was created more than 7,000 years ago by catastrophic explosions that caused a volcano to collapse on itself and slowly fill with water. Today, it's America's deepest lake at 1,932 feet and is the centerpiece of the only national park in Oregon. Crater Lake is almost perfectly round. Like mm-hmm. when you stand on the side and see it, it almost looks fake because yeah. it's so like symmetrical and so even. Yeah, all it's that around. weird postcard feeling of like this isn't actually real. And it also has this little island in the middle of it called Wizard Island, which I thought was really, really adorable. Of course. Which is very photogenic. When you drive into the park, you're taking this like zigzaggy road that goes up to Rim Village. Mm-hmm. So Rim Village is, they have like a visitor center and a cafe and a gift shop and all kinds of stuff. That's where you're driving up to. And so you get to the rim of the lake and you look out and it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like we got there and it was overcast with some sky peeking through. So the light was actually really nice and we have some really beautiful photos. Yeah. We didn't realize until we got there, according to the like newsletter that the National Park gives out, it's really kind of a crapshoot this time of year when you go, if you can actually yeah. see the lake or not, which I didn't realize. And I'm really glad that we lucked out and we were able to. But the little blurb in the newsletter says, The lake's appearance or lack thereof also depends on cloud cover. Roughly 50% of the time in the winter and early spring, storms completely hide the lake from view. While disappointing for visitors who have driven hours to get here, it's during those periods of rain and snow that the lake is replenished. Yeah, so it's kind of a roll of the dice that time of year. If you go in like spring or winter, it's just good luck. You may or may not actually get to see anything. So we got extremely lucky and we got a really beautiful view. It was overcast, like you said, but there wasn't fog blocking our view we could see the entire lake and it was stunning yeah when you get there it's kind of a weird experience because it's really hard to keep all of those roads clear with that volume of snow Mm -hmm. year round so there's actually another blurb in the newsletter about the snow so it says trying to keep highway 62 and the road to rim village open year round is no easy task each day the park's heavy equipment operators work from 4 a.m to 8 p.m in two different shifts clearing snow and sanding roads During heavy storms, snow removal becomes a 24-hour operation with crews working 12 hours at a time. Which is crazy. I believe it, though. The the quantity of snow that we saw... I mean, we're from New England. We're used to large quantities of snow. This was unprecedented amount of snow. And it was May. Right. I wasn't expecting much, if any, even though we were on a mountain. Right. Like, you figure May. Like, oh, you know, things are starting to melt. Yeah. Just crazy. We dropped into the middle of winter going up this mountain. There was so much snow everywhere. Yeah. 
So we have this one picture that we'll have to post. It's this RV. We didn't have an RV, but it's this RV that's parked there. And it just shows you like the sheer volume of snow that's there because it's literally stacked like twice as tall as this RV. Mm-hmm. And then it also shows this weird parking thing that I didn't remember until we were talking through the episode beforehand. Yeah. So when you go there and you have to park, you actually park so your car or your vehicle is filling the yellow line. Yeah, you almost create a median with your car so that people yeah. can pass you on either side. Right. And without blocking the road. Strange. It's really, really bizarre. And it's it feels really wrong when you're doing it. You're it goes like, against every driving instinct you yes. have to park on the yellow line. But yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. So we did that. And we like climbed up the mountain of snow to the rim so we could look over the lake. And there's a little snowman there that people had left. So yeah. he's like the little mascot up at the top of Greater Lake. <laughs> and then like we passed this guard shack, I guess, or a small. It was a smaller building like on the way to Rim Village, where snow is literally piled up as high as the building gets up onto the roof. Oh yeah, um, most of the building is obscured by snow. It's just it's so crazy, but it's so beautiful. The whole thing is just very bizarrely gorgeous. So beautiful. When you get to the park, there's all of these hiking trails and ski trails and snowshoeing trails that actually go all the way around the circumference of the ri- of the lake. Mm-hmm. And I, we didn't know this at the time, but you can rent snowshoes from the Rim Village Cafe gift shop area. And you can snowshoe your way around the entire park, which I thought would have been really, really beautiful and really fun. Yeah, I think Um, if we'd known about that, we would have done that. I I wonder if anybody listening has done it, because I'm sure it's an absolutely amazing experience. Yeah. Although we've never snowshoed before, so (laughs) depending on how much skill is required to snowshoe, I don't know if it's just you strap them on and off you go, or if there's a learning curve to it. Yeah, who knows? This might not be the best one to start off on. Stay yeah. tuned for us taking snowshoeing lessons. It was just, it was one of those things. It's so gorgeous that you're like, oh my God, I would love to be able to hike all the way around it and yeah. just see it from every angle and live in this postcard world for a while. Yeah. If we ever go back, we probably will budget a lot more time there because we did budget some time, but not enough to actually like go and rent equipment and do like an extended trek. Yeah. We also didn't bring a lot of cold weather supplies so we didn't have ski boots and you know big heavy jackets and hats and gloves and all that mostly because we flew out to the west coast this time so we didn't have a lot of room in our luggage for yeah you have to remember we we got on a plane prior to this so everything we had with us had to travel on the plane with us so yeah we didn't spend too much time packing snow equipment or snow appropriate clothing just like looking at the map of the park that they give you like it it says on here winter all the trails that go all the way around the lake and everything and they have like these areas like highlighted in purple, like avalanche zone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little terrifying. Yeah. You know, things just like that. Just a zone where you could potentially die. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could potentially die in any of them, but I it's just more likely. You could potentially die anywhere in the world, but. Anyway, honestly, like our experience in Crater Lake was basically we drove up to the rim of the lake, mm-hmm. we took some pictures, and we turned around and we drove back down. And it was absolutely worth it. Right? That, just like, for the views. Even just that, just to drive up to the top, take pictures, and drive back down was worth it. It was like probably several hour endeavor. Yeah. But it was just, it was so beautiful. Yeah. There's no good way to describe it either. It kind of reminded me of, you know, the Lord of the Rings when they do all those big sweeping shots over the peaks of the mountains in the snow when they're on their way to the mines of Moria and they're all covered in snow. Like that's yeah. how beautiful the scenery was. Yeah. That kind of like epic feel to it. Yeah. So that was our experience with Crater Lake National Park. Obviously, there's a lot more to the park that we didn't get to experience. So I guess if you go in the summer, there's more to it. Or if you go prepared for winter conditions, then you have more options than we did. But it was really, really cool. 
Yeah. Also, apparently they do have options to snowshoe with a park ranger. So if you are hesitant oh. about setting off on your own with no experience and no snowshoes I bet like that's us, a really cool um, experience. Yeah. They do have... Ranger-led snowshoe walks are a fun way to experience the winter wonderland of Crater Lake National Park. Walks are offered every Saturday and Sunday and some holidays at 1 p.m. from late November through the end of April. So we were actually there at the wrong time for snowshoeing anyway. Uh, so we couldn't have done that anyway. But... Yeah. But with a park ranger, I imagine it would be really cool. Not only because they would know how to snowshoe properly and could help you out, but also yeah. because they always know so much about the parks that they're working in. All right. So I'm sure you'd get all kinds of extra information about the park as you go, which would be very cool. Yeah, this does sound cool. The walks last two hours, cover one to two miles of moderately strenuous terrain. The route is up to the ranger, but most walks begin at Rim Village and explore the forests and meadows along the rim of the caldera. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, it says space on each tour is limited and advanced reservations are recommended. I assume that's still the case. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. Try that. Tell us how it is. Yeah. Maybe we'll Tell us if you'd recommend it. it. Yeah. So that's Crater Lake. Yeah. We loved it. We want to go back. It's definitely on our list to visit again. Absolutely. So from there, we turned around. We drove back down the mountain. Mm-hmm. As we drove back down the mountain, it got considerably warmer. Yeah. There was a noticeable temperature change as we drove down. Yeah. By the time we got down to, like, a much lower elevation, it was warm enough where we were able to find a KOA. Shout out to KOA. Love you. As always. And so we were able to camp for the night, and it wasn't cold. I mean, it was probably chilly, but it wasn't cold enough for us to be like, oh my god, I'm dying and I'm freezing to death. (laughs) Considering we spent the day walking around in snow, it was a pretty warm experience sleeping. So, just to shake things up, the next day we decided to go to the opposite end of the extremes, and we went to the beach. Yeah. We drove along the Oregon coast because that is another wonderful place in our Thousand Places book. Yes. So the Oregon coast, the Beaver State's boulder-strewn shoreline is 362 miles of perfection with craggy ocean-carved sandstone lining some stretches and other areas where forest runs right down to the water's edge, sheltering peaceful farmland and picturesque towns. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I was just thinking I I can picture certain sections of the the trip that were a combination of forest and beach, which was really beautiful. So when when we were going through all of the photos from this leg of the trip, I realized that we forgot to upload all of the photos from this section, and I thought we had lost them. I was really, really sad, um, because a lot of the photos we took on this section of the trip were like some of our favorite ones. Yeah. But then Beanie found them. Yes. (laughs) This this is where we bless the invention of Google Drive. Yes. Auto backup All of my photos went straight to the cloud, so we have them all. Yeah. So we will post some photos on our Instagram from this leg of the trip for sure because they're gorgeous. Oh, yeah. We had the weirdest weather that day. Yeah. It's our weird road trip luck holding out. It really is. So when we got there... It was super foggy and patches of fog, but like also kind of overcast and gray. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh, this is not going to be great. Like, it looked the whole kind of day damp. Is like this. Yeah, <laughs> everything, like, oh, everything no. looked damp. Yeah. We were like, oh, this doesn't really seem that promising. We might have to make alternate plans for the day. Right. But it might then, rain on us. We were a little concerned about getting rained out. Yeah. But then we started taking a couple photos just to like get the effect of the fog on the rocks and everything. Mm-hmm. And it got really nice. And so we were like, oh, this is perfect now. It's sunny and beautiful and gorgeous. And so right. we were like, okay, cool. And you can tell in, the, in our pictures too, it looks like different days because the weather is so different. It's very cloudy and damp and gray. And then the next picture is bright sunshine. Yeah. And they literally did change that fast. Yeah. And I feel like we just had this magical little road trip bubble of good weather that was following us up the coast because yeah. we'd literally pull up somewhere, we'd get out of the car, we'd head down to the beach, it would be cloudy over foggy, 
And then within a couple minutes, it would get so beautiful and so warm and so nice. Mm-hmm. And so we'd hang out there and we'd spend some time and we'd take some pictures and we'd walk around. We'd climb down all the rocks. And then we'd like be like, okay, let's go on to the next stop. And so we'd get back in the car and we'd drive a little further up the coast and we'd stop at the next place that caught our eye. And it was the same thing. We'd arrive and it would be kind of gross and yucky looking. And then our yeah. little sunshine bubble would move back over us. Yeah. And it would get beautiful again. It was like we were just trailing this bubble of sunshine along with us up the coast. Yeah. So it was very strange. It was really great though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. It just cracks me up looking at the pictures because it really does look kind of like they're out of sequence because it goes from gray to sunshine to gray to sunshine to gray to sunshine because that was the whole day. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was so good. The reason that this was on our list was A, because it's in the Thousand Places book and it's just a beautiful area. Mm -hmm. But B, I was looking for something really specific called Thor's Well which is this rock formation that I've seen pictures of online. And it basically, like, when the tide comes in and washes over this formation, it looks like the sea just kind of drains down into this well instead of washing back out to sea. Yeah. And it just looks really, really cool. And apparently it's kind of dangerous to, like, get to because people can get, like, sucked in or they, like, slip on the rocks or whatever. So we were like, okay, we want to see it. You know, we'll, we'll try and be really careful. But apparently it's not marked anywhere because it's so dangerous and they don't want people going and looking for it, which, you know. <laughs> which we obviously you know. did not listen to. But we knew the general area that it was supposed to be in, and so it was on this stretch of the Oregon coast called Cape Perpetua. That's where we headed, and we just kind of like drove up the coast, and anywhere we saw like a sign for the beach or a sign overlook or hiking trail or whatever. Scenic area. Scenic Anything area. That, yeah. Yeah, we just kind of wandered up the coast all day and just kind of checked out anything that looked vaguely interesting in the <laughs> hopes that we would stumble upon it. Well hunting? <laughs> well hunting, yeah. We were um, running around with Thor. <laughs> where are you? We ended up seeing a lot of really, really beautiful sections of coastline because we didn't really know what we were looking for or where it was going to be. We just kind of It was wandered. a beautiful place to just wander, honestly. Yeah. Every single place we stopped, every scenic area, every little nook we found that we were like, oh, let's just walk down and see if it's around here. Totally beautiful. Great yeah. way to spend a morning. Honestly, like one of my favorite days from the entire road trip was this yeah. day and I have such clear memories of it. It's just, it's so varied. Even like a 10 minute drive from one spot to the next. Some of them have these like super flat, beautiful sandy beaches. Mm-hmm. Some of them have, you know, really steep slopes and the trees go right down to the water. Some of them are just cliffs. Yeah, some of them just cliffs. Some of them have huge rocks that you can climb all over that go right down into the water. You can actually, like, the water actually, like, washes right up over them. Mm-hmm. Some of them have rocky beaches and little, like, rivers and inlets and everything. A driftwood beach with all these, like, huge trees that have fallen in there that are, right. like, like, part of the scenery now. They're so different from each other, but they all look like they belong, and it's it's just such a gorgeous stretch yeah. of coastline. Yeah, even a section of coastline there. is in the Thousand Places book for a reason. I yeah. think that's the best way we can explain. It's yeah. beautiful. So it was a really, really nice way to spend the day. Even if you don't have anything in particular that you're looking for, yeah. it honestly was one of my favorite days where we just were just, we were just like, we'll see what we find. Yeah. And we didn't end up finding Thor as well, which I was very sad about. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like the rest of everything was so beautiful that I was like, well, I don't, I don't feel like I missed out. Right. Just the exploring was worth it. Like we may have been in the right area for Thor as well, or we may have just missed the boat entirely and we were looking in the wrong area. Yeah. Who knows? So if you happen to know the secret location of Thor as well, please send it to me. I would like to go back and see it eventually. It's on Asgard. You should still go check out this stretch of coastline because it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, so Cape Perpetua. Would absolutely highly recommend, recommend it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the most beautiful places I think we've ever been, honestly. Yeah, and honestly, if we're ever in that area again and we just need to kill time between stops or whatever, I'd absolutely be like, let's just go do that again. Yeah. 
so beautiful. We did also really want to see lighthouses because we both love lighthouses. We grew up in New England. It's like yeah. a thing we have. We did stop and see one, the Akina Bay Lighthouse. We were really hoping to be able to go inside. We couldn't. So we got some pictures of the outside. We tried a couple different ones. Like we looked up a couple different lighthouses along the coast, but most of them aren't open to the public, which is really disappointing. Yeah, a lot of them are closed to the public and, and the one we went to was only open for like a certain number of hours and we were too early. So... You know, if you really want to go to a lighthouse, just look up whether it's open and what times it's open. Yeah, we try just kind of wandered around and tried to find one, and it, were it didn't work out for us. Yeah, <laughs> we did stop for lunch. We found a little seafood restaurant, which was very appropriate given the theme of the day. Yeah, so it's tiny. We went to this little place called Moe's West. Don't know if there's a Moe's East, but we went to Moe's West. It was really, really cute. It's tiny. This little teeny. It just looks like a little tiny blue beach house. Yeah. You go inside and it's got all of these like sea glass and seashells and driftwood and there's just a bunch of little tables and we had, there were a couple other people in there with us and we got some seafood and we had ourselves a lovely little relaxing lunch in the middle yeah, of the day. Exactly. And we're from New England. We are very picky about our seafood, but this was good. Yes. So. Yeah, we we're always a little seafood. worried ordering seafood because we're like, are we spoiled? Are we going to hate this? And it was delicious. So yeah. props to Moe's. How about mistakes were made? I think not knowing that we had a 50-50 shot of not being able to see um, Crater, Lake. Crater Lake. Yeah, that would have been very disappointing if we got all the way there and then I we were like, nope, just so kidding. upset. Imagine going all the way to the summit and, oh, well, there's just fog. JK. So it would have been like like when we went down Pacific Coast Highway and yes. it was all foggy. It was it just a wall like, of fog. Yeah, you were like, I'm sure it's impressive, but it isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm, I think if you take a trip anywhere... You have to kind of accept that that might be the outcome. Yeah, and that's the case in a lot of national parks in general. You might not be able to see certain things. There might be certain roads or trails or whatever might be closed for whatever reason. Like, it's all subject to the weather and the whims of Mother Nature. So it's just, yeah, you just kind of go and adapt to whatever comes at you. But I'm very grateful we actually got to see it. Yeah. How about you? I think the snow thing. Honestly, if I had known there would be snow still, I would have maybe planned to do snowshoe rentals or something. Although, I don't know, I keep going back and forth because then would we have had room in our suitcases for winter gear? Would it have been worth it to pay extra, pay for an extra suitcase? How much would that have affected our budget and stuff? Yeah. Because when we budget for these trips, it's it's very... We try and keep the budget as low as possible. Yeah. Yeah. We get to see and do a lot of things because we're very, very careful with how we spend our money. Yes. Um... So, I don't know. But it's one of those things, if we ever go back, I would like to do that. But Yeah. And I think now that we know what time of year they're available and that there's a ranger tour and that kind of stuff, we, we're a little more... Prepared. A little more prepared to make that decision. Yeah. 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 So, there you have it. Yeah. That was Crater Lake and Cape Perpetua. They were both stunning. Can't recommend either of them enough. Okay. Very, very, very positive memories of both of them. It was yeah. a beautiful, amazing day. Yeah. A very, very satisfying stre- stretch of road trip. Yeah. For sure. All right, so that wraps up the episode for this week. Make sure you join us next week. We do have a surprise in store for you guys. Yes, we've been teasing it for a while. We keep telling you that we're going to have a surprise guest host joining us. And next week, we're going to tell you who it is. So stay tuned, and there will be a guest host on next week. So in the meantime, enjoy the photos that we're posting on our Instagram at Getaway Car Pod. Mm-hmm. And send us any questions, any tips, any suggestions for upcoming trips or for return trips if we ever go back to this area. Yeah, or if you've gone snowshoeing at Crater Lake, please tell us what it was like. And yeah. send us pictures. Yeah, send us some photos. Yeah. We haven't asked for photos in please a while. Send, send us, us some photos. Stuff. Yes, absolutely. All right. So until next week. Enjoy riding the getaway car. 
Bye. Bye.